Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Japan, the show that brings you the most trending news stories and cultural insights from Japan. Today is September 3rd, and we're coming to you straight from Akasaka, Tokyo. I'm your host, Julian Demansky, and joining me, as always, is my co host and founder of Japan Insider, Yasuharu Matsuno. Hey, guys, welcome back. Sorry that we missed the recording last week. I was taking my summer holiday, but we're back and ready to discuss some interesting news stories. Absolutely, yeah. You had a nice time down in、uh, Hiroshima? Yeah, I do. Yeah, very nice. So, yeah, we're going to、uh, mix up the format a little bit today. We're still going to bring you the news,、um, but we've decided to、uh, basically each choose、uh, our kind of favorite or maybe like most interesting news story from the week.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, yeah, we're both going to kind of deliver our own kind of take, I guess, on the news.、Um, but you'll be、yeah. going first this week, right? Yes. So, again,、yeah. we'll mix up the order a little bit. <laughs>、mm-hmm. So, our headlines for this week are a sumo wrestler who lost 104 matches in a row finally calls it a day. And Bandai sets to reduce the plastic waste of its Gundam plastic figures. And as always, in the end, we have the word of the week section. Looking forward to it. All right, let's take it away with the、uh, first story of the week, then, Yasu. Shonan Zakura Sota is a former sumo wrestler from Kanagawa, Japan, who recently retired after the July 2021 tournament at the age of 23. Shonan Zakura is notable for having an exceptionally poor record in sumo. Having won only three out of 238 matches and set an all time record of 104 consecutive losses. Despite his poor record, Shonan Zakura isn't being forced out of the sport. Shonan Zakura himself approached Kita Zakura shortly after the end of the July Nagoya tournament, telling his stable master that he'd reached the limit of what he could push his body to do and wished to retire. Despite a winning percentage of under 1.5%, Hitazakura has nothing but praise for his discipline. No matter how many times he lost, he was always willing to take on the challenge, Hitazakura says. He had an amazing spirit. In the morning, he was always the first one out of the bed and ready to go in the practice ring. Many people online have reacted to Shonan Zakura's decision to retire with comments thanking his hard work. I'll actually be sad to see him go. I'm so shocked that he's retiring. I was always rooting for him. He probably isn't happy with his record, and I'm sure it was hard for him. But there's no denying he made the sumo world more interesting. Thank you, and enjoy your rest. Sports aren't only about winning. If you get knocked out, you rise back again. That's what living is. Yeah, so I thought this was very interesting. You know, I've seen some people saying he may have lost those matches intentionally. <laughs> But I thought his passion for sumo is real. Yeah, I mean, the thing that strikes me most about him is when you see a picture of him, he's only 90 kilograms, right? Yeah. Which is quite heavy in Japan, but for a sumo wrestler, it's like, it's like a, I mean, they, they eat 90 kilograms a day, probably. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, 90 kilo is certainly not、uh, small, right?、Mm. It, it, it's probably heavier than the a- average. Let's say an American person.、Mm. But、um, still, as a sumo wrestler,、uh, it's quite small. Yeah, he doesn't have any like flab, like, like fat on him, you know? True.、But、when I see a picture of his body, he still looks quite skinny somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially you know, amongst all the wrestlers.、Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so his height is、uh, exactly about 1.8 meters, which translates into、uh, 5 feet 11 inches. Oh, so he's, yeah, he's pretty tall, yeah. Okay, so that's probably why, right? Because、mm. he's taller than me. 
Yeah. By, yeah. By like two or three inches. Right. And only like 10 kilos heavier. Yeah. So yeah, it does, doesn't really look fat at all. Mm. Well, you know what you would expect from a, a, a traditional sumo wrestler. Sure. <laughs> so for height, the average for a sumo wrestler is about uh, 184 centimeters. Oh, wow, that's quite big, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, exactly about uh, six feet. Mm. Um, but for the weight, I mean, but but still, he's uh, five feet eleven mm. uh, inches, so it's not like too different mm. for the height. But for the weight, the average is about one hundred fifty-seven kilogram, which is about uh, three hundred forty-six pounds. Wow! Yeah, yeah. So almost twice as heavy as him. Mm. You know, because I I saw on Wikipedia that towards the end he only weighed about uh, eighty-two kilograms. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, which is about 180 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, as you may know, sumo is about pushing your opponent out of the ring, mm. you know, or letting him fall on the ground. So, yeah, it must be super challenging to defeat an opponent that is, you know, twice as heavy as yourself. Yeah, yeah. And bigger, yeah. I think sumo wrestlers are deceptively strong, right? Mm. Because I think your initial thought is when you see someone of that size, mm. You just assume that because their body is so big, they're hard to move. But mm. they are actually quite muscly. Yes, under the under the fat, right? Yeah, yeah. But the fat just makes it more heavy. Mm. So they're just incredibly powerful. Yeah. But this guy looks actually quite because because he doesn't have the fat, but you can mm. see his muscles are quite toned. Yeah, you know. So I've seen on his Wikipedia page saying that he used to do a uh, track and field. Mm, okay. Yeah, he was a runner for a uh, 1.5 kilometers uh, race. Well, he must have been quite slim then, I yeah, guess. Yeah. <laughs> but then it seems like uh, he was always interested in sumo since when he was in primary school. Mm-hmm. So eventually, uh, from his, I believe from his high school age, from mm. like 17 or so, he started sumo and yeah, yeah, just like push through. <laughs> yeah, interesting. You know, I'm now actually wondering, I think I might have even seen this guy mm. like live before. So, um, yeah, a couple of years ago, um, my brother had bought me tickets for my birthday to go to a sumo match. Wow. Um, and it's the big stadium in like central Tokyo. I forgot the name of it. It's uh, Oh, Yogoku? That one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I went with my wife. Um, it was, I'd never been to sumo before. No real interest in the sport, but, you right. know, I'd want to experience it. So mm. it was really cool. We went there and, um, yeah, like... Each match was about 10 seconds, but there's loads of guys, you know, like they're just constantly true, doing true. doing matches. And I remember very vividly this one guy who got on the got in the ring and he was tiny. And he yeah. I don't remember his face because like, you know, we're in the state in the stand, it was mm. quite far away. Mm. But I've actually got a photo. So I'm gonna have to double check it, but I've got a photo at home and it's this tiny little guy like kind of crouching down doing the, you know, the ready pose. Huh. And he's standing in the front of this other guy who's got like his hands on his waist. Right. This massive dude. And I think it actually might be this guy. Oh, interesting. I'm, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I wonder too. Yeah. But if I do remember, I think he lost. Because <laughs> mm. like, you know, he, 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 try, he tried his hardest. It was pretty impressive. Oh. But he eventually got knocked out of the ring. But the match went on for about 30 seconds. Oh, wow. That's which was long. long. Yeah. And everyone yeah. was like shouting. Like, yeah. like, wow. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> interesting. So there's also a popular video on YouTube, which is about the match between him and the heaviest sumo wrestler in Japan today. Mm. So his opponent was almost like, what, 250 kilograms or wow. 550 pounds. Okay. Yeah. May- maybe you should watch the, the video. All right, yeah, so I, I did watch it already, but uh, let's just check it again. 
Yeah, this guy is colossal. He's an opponent. Um, Andy, that. <laughs> okay, that was, <laughs> that was about three seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, it, it's pretty, I mean, that video is um, one minute 40, so it's not very long, mm. but the match is about five seconds long. Yeah, like that, I mean, less than that. Yeah. yeah that, maybe like three to four seconds. Yeah, so maybe that's a bit short than normal, but it's generally about 10 seconds, right? And you see the big guy, like how he kind of like gently pushes uh, pushes him outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't want to break you in the heart. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He, he look he looks a bit worried. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, he, yeah, this uh, Shonan Zakura guy, he's really trying his hardest, but yeah, he yeah. Just doesn't have the mass, does he? he just... It, when it when when it's that big a difference in size, it's just down to physics. Like you just can't exactly. you can't push him, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know that's the thing about sports. Like we recently had the Tokyo Olympics and now the Paralympics, but you know the the world of sports isn't always fair. Mm. Like some people are almost like destined to be successful at, yeah. at some sports, mm. uh, but many of us are not. Like no matter how hard we try, mm. I mean, of course, you know, I'm not saying like. Those like uh, talented people, like naturally succeed. I mean, sure, they, they sure, yeah. really work hard, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't really work the other way around. Mm. You know, no matter like how hard you work, mm. yeah. If you're not like born in a certain way, yeah, you have to be blessed with the particular body type. Right? Exactly. So to yeah. be a sumo, you you have to be over six foot, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sumo or. But even something like um, like horse racing, the jockeys, they're always like tiny, right? Oh, so it's true. kind of the opposite, opposite way around. True. Yeah. Even for boat racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's not that it's always like the big muscly guys that get the, the glory. You know, sometimes being short has its <laughs> advantages. That's as well. true. Yeah. So one thing I find interesting about um, sumo wrestlers is they have like fake names, right? They have like sumo names ah, given yes. to them, right? Yes, yes. Um, I remember we went to a sumo exhibit. Last year, we went to the um, museum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Fukagawa? Fukagawa Edo yeah. Museum, right? Fukagawa Edo Museum, right? Yeah. yeah. And they had a special exhibit about uh, Taiyo. Uh, Taiho. Taiho, sorry. Yes, yeah. Yes. Which means like phoenix. Is that like, yeah. like a golden Chinese bird or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's something, something like a phoenix. Yeah. yeah. But, but obviously, that's not his real name. He just gets given that. Yeah, but I find it kind of ironic that this guy who has like the longest losing streak in the history of the sport, mm. uh, the first kanji, sure, actually means victory. <laughs> so like i don't know if anyone else picked up on that but oh i, I see it was quite yeah funny. yeah i mean i wasn't paying that much attention to the kanji mm. but um you know the place shonan right in kanagawa yeah that's the is that the place that's in slam dunk yes but yeah yes. yeah right. Yeah. i know it's famous for that right <laughs> yeah so uh i'm checking the wikipedia game but originally the the sound came from the the area oh uh, okay but then they've uh you know swapped the the kanji with uh, another show mm. which means uh victory mm-hmm. ah, yeah. i see, I see. so yeah. he's from shonan yeah it seems like he is actually from somewhere near uh, shonan area oh i see yeah, i see Ch- chigasaki city I don't know the place in particular, but yeah, I know, I know the general area. Oh, that's mm. interesting, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just for anyone that's interested, the, the last part of the name is uh, Zakura, which is Sakura, right? So like Cherry Blossom. Yeah, Cherry Blossom. And that seems to come from his stable master, who's called Kita Zakura. Yeah. So I guess he adopted like the last part of the name. Mm, which but, is quite common. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just cool, you know, how like, uh, you know, you adopt a bit of your, your master because he's training you, right? So yeah. he has a big influence in your style. And then mm. I guess in this case, yeah, it's kind of his hometown is uh, in there as well. Mm. Um, I always find it like, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, a lot of these big uh, sumo wrestlers now, the big champions are actually Mongolian, right? Because mm. it's just their, their blood and their kind of 
body build is huge. Yeah, and they're generally bigger than Japanese wrestlers mm-hmm. and more muscular. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they get given, you know, Japanese like sumo names. So yeah. It's kind of cool, yeah. <laughs> mm. I mean, I've also seen some comments that kind of like criticize uh, him mm. for not like trying hard enough or, you know, uh, losing intentionally. Uh, but okay. I just don't think that's the case. And it doesn't really matter at the end of the day because uh, look at this video, for example, right? Mm. This video's got over 300,000 views. Mm. And Sumo, to be honest, isn't as popular in Japan these days. Mm. So it's rare for any Sumo video to gain uh, such many views. Mm. And for any sports, like, you know, the first and the most, like, people got to watch it mm-hmm. in order for athletes or, you know, players to make their living mm-hmm. because, you know, everyone needs to make money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So no matter what, I think he was doing his job mm-hmm. by attracting uh, many more people to get interested in sumo. Mm-hmm. And yeah, even though he was like almost like losing all the time, like it appeared quite like encouraging to some people. Yeah, I mean, it's the classic story of the underdog, right? He's mm. just, uh, he's, he's obviously at a disadvantage because of his size. Mm. So you just can't help but root for him. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, you make a good point. I think um, it's good to have a character like that who can inspire younger people. Mm. I think we talked about this quite a few episodes ago, but um, there's been a decline in like sumo clubs in Japanese schools, right? Because a lot of young people, especially nowadays, are more health conscious. Mm. And, you know, being a sumo wrestler is not very kind to your body, right? True. So it's just becoming a bit less popular. Um, and one thing that really surprised me, actually, like, because when I saw the story after 104 matches, I assumed this guy would have had a really long career. He's only 23. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that really shocked me. <laughs> yes, yes. So yeah. I think he started his career as a sumo wrestler from the age of 17 mm. in 2015. Right, okay. Yeah, so the good thing is that he's still young. Yeah. And he's still got a, you know, long way to go in his life. It's only like, only like six years of his life he's given to that. So yeah, he's playing plenty of time to course correct and go on to something else. Yeah, yeah. And I think and I hope he will take, you know, full advantage of his uh, career because, you know, he, he's quite unique already, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, there's a lengthy Wikipedia page for him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no matter like what like a professional career that he chooses, I hope, you know, he can be successful. Okay, so let's move on to our second news story of the week. Much of the appeal of making a Gundam model is getting the box full of plastic frames, cutting loose the many tiny but detailed parts, and then piecing together a badass mecha. But when you're finished, there's still a box full of discarded plastic frames. With the franchise now passing its 40th anniversary, it's reported that over 700 million Gundam models have now been sold. According to Kyodo News, as much as 2,000 tons of plastic frame waste is left each year from the 7,000 tons of plastic used in Gundam models. Bandai already makes some black parts from recycled plastic waste, but with all the waste it's still producing, the company has decided to go further, announcing the launch of what it's calling Gunpla Recycling Project in Japan. Customers can bring their discarded plastic frames to collection mailboxes at Bandai Namco arcades and then the frames are recycled into new Gundam model parts. This year, the goal is to collect 10 tons of plastic waste, with the eventual target of collecting 500 tons in the future. There are approximately 190 collection spots across the country, although no plans have yet been announced to set up similar collection points at its official Gunpla shops outside of Japan, including China, Taiwan and South Korea. 
I'm not hugely into Gundam as a series. Um, I know you're obviously familiar with it and you watched it as a kid, right? Yeah, just just, just a few seasons, but mm. yeah. Yeah. No, some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did, did you ever collect these uh, Gundam models, uh, Gunpla? Um, I always wanted to, but it requires, how do you say, high skills and experience to make one. Uh, yeah, to cut out all the, the, you know, plastic pieces. And you need to use, uh, like, special, like, glue to formulate the, the full, full shape. Right, okay. And you need to uh, use, like, professional, like, special, like, inks to, to color them as well, mm. uh, which is very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, contrary to uh, many people's, like, impression, it's not really for small kids, you know? Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say you need to be at least maybe, like, middle school or high school age. Yeah, to yeah. make them properly. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I never got the uh, the gunpla, but when I was um when I was a teenager, um when I was like twelve, uh, Lord of the Rings just came out. You know the movie. Mm. Um, and there's a there's a brand of Warhammer. Do you know this? It's like um like toy model, like a board game almost, and it's like little soldiers. But it's it's the same, oh. but it's the same kind of concept. You like paint the little plastic models, right? Um, but they made like Lord of the Rings versions. Mm. So yeah, you know, I had like uh, Gandalf and Legolas and all these characters. I see. <laughs> but that was kind of a similar concept. You start with this like base, like plastic model, mm. and then you use all like the special paints and stuff. Mm. But yeah, I could never get it right. It was really difficult. <laughs> oh, how how big was it? Like uh, some one? of them were small. Um, but um, I had one character was the Balrog. It's like this giant demon, and mm. it's like this big. Oh, I see. It was massive. It was, so it was about six inches tall, yeah. Yeah, and I would say that's about the average or maybe I should say the minimum size for mm. uh, Gunpla mm. because usually uh, all those mechs are pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I would say there are mainly two types. Uh, Gunpla is the one you need to build uh, mm. by yourself mm-hmm. and it takes more than several hours. Yeah, may- maybe more than like 10 hours to, to complete it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other type is the one uh, which is like a plastic figure. Yeah, yeah. So it's already well made and mm. you can just play with it. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I would say the real like hardcore uh you know Gundam fans mm. are usually into uh Gunpla as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's more customizable. Yeah, yeah. I I I definitely understand the the appeal. Um, I just never tried it with this particular thing, but um you know I I've noticed that it's still very popular in Japan, especially when you go to places like Akihabara. There's, yeah. there's several shops mm. that sell these. And when you go in them, the sections are huge. And the, the selection they have of all the different, like every version of Gundam that's ever been made. Right. You can buy like a small version or a big version or all these different types of robot, right? So that's pretty crazy. But one thing that I always thought as I saw these models, and as I've been getting older and becoming more like eco-conscious, is that like it's so much plastic, right? Mm. Um, so that's kind of one reason that I thought this story was interesting. Yeah. Um, because it's no secret that in Japan, it, there's a bit of a tendency to overuse plastic. Mm. If a case is where like, I think I said to you the other day, right, I bought a banana and it was wrapped in a plastic bag, mm. even though it comes in its like own bag, right? It's still got a skin on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like a lot of foreigners find things like that absurd. Like, mm. And I think one time I saw in a shop where like you could buy an orange that had, had the skin removed and then mm. it was wrapped in plastic. Mm. Which just seems I can understand the convenience, <laughs> but it's it's just so stupid, right? <laughs> Especially in this day and age. Um, True. So it's good to see them making uh, these kind of reductions to mm. you know to become more environmentally friendly. Um, but as I was researching the story, it seems like 
Bandai as a company, because, you know, massive global global kind of corporation, mm, mm. got many different divisions. Mm. They've actually been um, making a lot of different initiatives to basically increase their use of recycled plastics and, mm. and then cut their use of uh, kind of one-time plastics. Yeah, yeah. That's quite visionary of them, right? Mm, I think so, yeah. But they already make a series called uh, Ecopla, mm. which is a economic plastic. Um, yes. And uh, for any fans of uh, Gundam plastics... Uh, you'll know that the, these boxes are black and white. Mm. And on the back, it has like an Ecopla logo. Mm. But they're they're distinguished by the black and white box because usually they're colored. Mm. Um, but the, the problem with these is that um, with using the old methods of plastic recycling, they would just get all the different colors and mix them together. And in these boxes, they come out as black. Mm. So apparently they're harder to paint because mm. each part is black, right? So it requires more coats of paint. Right. And, you know, it just becomes harder. But... Apparently, they've become kind of a collector's items mm. because the amount of material they had was limited, of recycled material, sorry. Um, they could only produce so many of these special editions. Mm. Um, but then the new initiative is to be able to recycle more plastic and create colors that they already give in the box. So from what I'm aware, like when I think of Gundam, I think of like white, red, and blue as the main colors, maybe a bit of yellow as well. Yeah, at least that's the the original color. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Sorry, yeah, the original kind of Gundam. Like, let's call them classic Gundam mm, style. Yeah, yeah, classic. Um, so yeah. when you get these, uh, I think I believe they're called runners. These frames with all mm. the pieces on. So when you get the runners out of the box, usually you know all the white parts will be on a white runner, the blue parts on a blue, mm, red on mm, red. Mm, that, mm. That's the kind of thing, right? So what they're trying to do is basically reproduce those colors, but with the recycled parts. Because, yeah, that makes sense. Because when it's recycled, it's not as possible, right? So right. Uh, from what I believe, um, they've been re- producing their own plastics for a long time as a company, uh, but now they've partnered up with a, a company called uh, PS Japan Corp, which is a, a chemical company. I don't know if you know the name. Um, mm, never heard of it, but interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm, most of these chemical companies are quite big, so I assume, mm. assume so. Um, but they're going to basically help Bandai develop a new material process that will break all these like used parts in down into usable material hmm. um, and hopefully a reduced waste by quite a big amount, basically. So I find it especially interesting that uh, Bandai is taking this initiative mm-hmm. because the one of the central themes of the, the Gundam original anime is about the environment. Did you know that? Uh, I didn't actually. I've never really watched it properly. I've just seen clips. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I haven't like seen all the episodes of the very original Gundam Mm. because it's so old, you know, it's even before we were born. Mm. So it looks old. (laughs) It doesn't look, uh, you know, super attractive, uh, to be honest. But uh, they've also made the manga version of it. Mm -hmm. So I've read some manga and that's why I know the the basic storyline. But it's about, it's essentially the war between uh, people living in the space mm. and people that are still living on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the reasons why uh, people in space started war uh, with people on Earth is because they believe that people on Earth is damaging the environment of, of the Earth. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so they believe that uh, everyone needs to start living mm. uh, outside earth oh i mean it sounds a bit crazy right (laughs) because you know um nothing like that has happened before but um you know it's it's about protecting the Mm. the environment on earth well yeah i never realized it was so elaborate but it's interesting that it is it's got that main theme of like environmental friendliness so the the most famous main robot gundam Mm. 
is piloted by the main character, mm. but he belongs to the Earth uh, army. Mm, okay. And eventually, uh, Zeon, uh, the, the space side, mm. uh, lose the war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just checked again, and this, this original anime is from 1979. So... I find it quite like futuristic for such an old anime to think about the environment of, mm. of the the planet. Yeah, you think? yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think like in the sixties and seventies, you know, people were going pretty hard on like you know the invention of plastic. Mm. I mean, it wasn't it was invented earlier than that, but like that's when it became like popularized in, mm. in everyday life, right? And um, oil and things like that. Nothing, none of those things were considered to be bad. It was only like that period when scientists were coming out and saying this kind of stuff. So I guess like... Exactly. I mean, there, there were no words like SDGs or uh, ESG, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess it's quite visionary of, of the of the uh, the story in general. Mm. That's pretty cool. So all these um, figures are actually made uh, in Bandai Hobby Center, which sounds mm. like a big shop, but that's actually the name of the factory. Mm. And it's located in Shizuoka Prefecture, which uh, just for anyone's reference, is kind of near to Mount Fuji. Um, but they've actually made some cool innovations to the actual factory itself. So the facility has been fitted with enough solar panels to generate uh, up to 56,000 kilowatt hours of energy every year. Um, and there's also been a, a system installed that can recycle 2,000 tons of uh, rain and underground water per year. So that might be used for like, um, I don't know, like the toilets and uh, maybe like cooling systems and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like almost like a self-sufficient in a way, like a self-sufficient mm. um, facility, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it seems like it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and then some other things that they mentioned, um, listeners at home, you might be very familiar with their Gashapon toys, the little capsule toys you can get here in Japan. Mm. And again, every time I see those, I just think like, seems to be an incredible amount of like plastic waste, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you buy the pod and the capsule and you throw it away. Um, yep. But apparently since last year, they've already implemented this thing called Mono Capsule, which uh, is reduced the material used by 60%, mm. which is quite a big reduction, right? And they've gone from using uh, two uh, polypropylenes, which is like a mixture, to using one polypropylene. So it basically just makes everything more economically friendly mm. and it's easier to recycle because it's not two types mixed together. Yeah, and if you remember when we went to that, um, the Gashapon Depot, yeah. I remember that. So they had the machine to collect all the capsules. Yeah, literally what I was about to say. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. We could install the app. And every time you uh, return a capsule, you mm. earn a point on the app, right? Exactly, yeah. So, mm. you know, they've been running these kinds of initiatives for quite a while. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's just uh, good to see them kind of like, you know, thinking of more ways to do it. Mm. And uh, it, it just makes me a little bit more hopeful for the future that I'm sure they won't stop here once they've got this phase mm. completed they'll probably think of more ways to you know reduce waste or you know make use of waste that they're generating yeah I think that's great news and I kind of guess that they may come up with uh, more anime titles that are centered around uh, environmental issues mm-hmm. mm. so I'm looking forward to it yeah that'd be cool to see all right, so let's wrap things up with our final segment of the show, Word of the Week. So today I'm going to introduce to you an interesting Japanese word. Uh, it's not Japanese and English this time, mm, okay. but it's used uh, quite often by many people in Japan. Uh, this could be harder or easier. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the word of the week is gakugire. Gakugire. Gaku. 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 Gakugire. Gaku, like reverse. Yeah, that's correct. Gakuni. Gire. Like kire. Like cut. Hmm. That's uh, one of the original meanings. The only other thing I can think of is like urikire, like sold out. Hmm. Maybe. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, although that's not the answer. <laughs> but uh, I I, I'm just curious. Uh, have you heard of the, the phrase kireru? Kireru? Oh, to, to, like, to cut or to, to, to snap or something, right? Snap. Yeah. Like uh, when I break a string on my guitar, like kireta. Like yeah. But um, you, you know how in many cases the word is used? Like snap as in... Um, mentally, maybe. Yes. Oh, I didn't know, but I just. Oh, you didn't of, know. I just kind oh. of guessed from. Oh, how okay. We said yeah, yeah. So that's how we uh, use the phrase "kireru." Oh, okay. Or he yeah, yeah. he ano butchigireta. It's like he he just snapped like intensely. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So gaku gire could be like, well, after you've snapped, you just come back to like you come back to your senses. <laughs> maybe you know interesting like, no i don't know man <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh it's a fairly new word although it's been around you know since i was a child right um you know sometimes those new words uh don't make complete sense mm. uh, at least the way most people use it is that uh the person you know who should who should take the blame uh who should be angered by like someone else or uh, the person or the person who's infuriating other people, right? Okay, is getting snapped. Oh, so they're the they're the person that causes the yeah. So, for example, you are keeping your ice cream in the freezer, mm-hmm. and it's yours, right? Mm-hmm. But I found your ice cream and I ate it mm-hmm. without getting your permission, right? You should be getting angry at me, right? Absolutely, you should be mad at me. <laughs> But instead, for some some random reason, I I tell you that oh you know like it's just it just looked too delicious and it's your fault that you you kept your you know ice cream in oh. your freezer. <laughs> it's it's completely nonsense. And yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. kind of you know one of the most like obvious like you know example. But yeah, 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 okay. At the same time, sometimes in real life, this kind of thing happens. Mm. Like you you want to be angry at like someone else yeah, yeah but that someone else is rather angry at you yeah 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 yeah. so we call that gakugire oh uh, <laughs> okay you know then, then you can you can tell me you know oh sore wa gakugire da yo yeah you yeah, know yeah. i i must be angry at you because you ate my ice cream right? yeah 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 i see i see yeah that's funny as you were saying that i just thought of all these kind of examples of when that kind of thing happens but yeah I think it was kind of bad, quite bad examples, or maybe some kind of more lighthearted ones. <laughs> but like, uh, maybe, maybe a, let me see if this, this lines up right. So yeah. I was walking through the living room the other day mm. and I didn't realize, but like I kicked my wife in the leg because she was like just sprawled out across the floor. Oh. And like. She was sleeping? No, she was just like working on a laptop. Oh, okay. But she just likes to sit on the floor. Right. But she just like was just all over the floor, right? So I just didn't realize where her foot was. Mm. So like I kicked her and she like. It then it then knocked her leg into the table leg, so it kind of hurt, right? Uh, and and she went, ah, oh, fuck! And she was like, why did you kick me? And I was like, oh, you shouldn't be lying on the floor, like you were like kind of in the way. So uh, is is that like because like I 
I should have just looked where I was going. It was kind of my fault. Right. But then I tried to like, my impulse was to say like, uh, yeah, but you were like on the floor. Mm. I don't know, it's kind of a stupid example, but I'm wondering if that kind of uh, lines up with... Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's that's an interesting point mm. because to me, it seems like maybe like 50-50. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> both had like, you know, your your own faults. But at the same time, yeah, when we use the word gyakugire, mm. like people that are told gyakugire, right? Oh, you are doing gyakugire. Mm. Then they tend to deny it, you know. Oh, you know, this is Korea Gakugige uh, you know. I, you know, I, I have every right to be be angry at you. Oh, I see. I see. So I, I think the, the the tricky part is that usually this is uh, this kind of thing is usually not like black and white, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, usually each side has uh, it's how to say like righteousness. Mm-hmm. No matter which side is correct mm-hmm. uh, or right in the objective standpoint. Yeah, people tend to use this word to kind of uh, vindicate their standpoint. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I see. I guess, yeah, it can be, it has to be something a little bit more clear cut, you know? Because, mm. so, yeah, for, like you say, for my example, maybe we're both kind of in the wrong, you know, in a way, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my wife that. But <laughs> <laughs> Hope she's not listening now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you steal something from somebody, then you're obviously... The culprit, right? Yeah. So maybe your recent example, maybe that wasn't the best case to use the word "gakugire" uh, mm. against your wife. Mm. But yeah, maybe next time uh, when you think that um, you are the victim, mm-hmm. but uh, at the same time, if you know your friend or your wife mm. is you know rather getting angry at you, mm-hmm. then you can just say. Ah, gyakugire da yo. I don't know if that might just make things worse. <laughs> I have a bad feeling. <laughs> oh yeah, so before we end, like I just saw the breaking news um that Prime Minister Suga is resigning. Oh yeah, or oh, he's he's not going to he's not going to rerun for the next election, right? Uh there are not many details that's been shared at mm. this moment. But it literally says that he is, um, you know, stepping down. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He looks, he looks pretty tired, right? Mm. <laughs> I, I kind of don't blame him because I think his his popularity rating has just been on a decline. Yeah, it's been like, well, since he bad. stepped into the chair, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, or maybe it's that he's not eating enough pancakes. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You take away the pancakes, he's just GG. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah, but we hope to update you guys on this story next week. Okay, guys, so that wraps us up for this episode of This Week in Japan. If you want to leave us any questions or comments about the show or anything we talked about on this episode, then you can find us over on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash thisweekinjapan. Hmm. And, or you can uh, simply type This Week in Japan, I mean, search for it, and mm. yeah, you should be able to find it. And we also have our YouTube channel, which you can find at youtube.com slash japango. So find us there. Okay, guys, so stay healthy, stay safe. And next time you feel the victim in an argument, just proclaim, Yakugiridel! <laughs> and put that person in their place. And we'll be back next time for the very next episode of This Week in Japan. Mm-hmm.